Blackstone Audio presents Sunstorm, Book Two of A Time Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke and Stephen Baxter. Part One A Baleful Sun. Chapter One Return. Bisesa Dutt gasped and staggered. She was standing. She didn't know where she was. Music was playing. She stared at a wall which showed the magnified image of an impossibly beautiful young man crooning into an old-fashioned microphone. Impossible, yes. He was a synth star, a distillation of the inchoate longings of sub-teen girls. My God! He looks like Alexander the Great. Bisesa could barely take her eyes off the wall's moving colours, its brightness. She had forgotten how drab and dun-coloured Mir had been, but then Mir had been another world altogether. Aristotle said, "'Good morning, Bicesa. This is your regular alarm call. Breakfast is waiting downstairs. The news headlines today are... Shut up!' Her voice was a dusty desert croak. "'Of course!' The synthetic boy sang on softly. She glanced around. This was her bedroom in her London apartment. It seemed small, cluttered. The bed was big, soft, not slept in. She walked to the window. Her military-issue boots were heavy on the carpet and left footprints of crimson dust. The sky was grey on the cusp of sunrise, and the skyline of London was emerging from the flatness of silhouette. Aristotle. Bisesa. What's the date? Tuesday. The date. Ah, the ninth of June, 2037. I should be in Afghanistan. Aristotle coughed. I've grown used to your sudden changes of plans, Bisesa. I remember once. Mum? The voice was small, sleepy. Bisesa turned. Myra was barefoot. Her tummy stuck out, fist rubbing at one eye, hair tousled, a barely awake eight-year-old. She was wearing her favourite pyjamas, the ones across which cartoon characters gambled, even though they were now about two sizes too small for her. You didn't say you were coming home. Something broke inside Bisesa. She reached out. Oh, Myra. Her daughter recoiled. You smell funny. Shocked, Bisesa glanced down at herself. In her jumpsuit, Scuffed and torn and coated with sweat-soaked sand, she was as out of place in this twenty-first-century London flat as if she had been wearing a spacesuit. She forced a smile. I guess I need a shower. Then we'll have breakfast, and I'll tell you all about it. The light changed, subtly. She turned to the window. There was an eye over the city, a silver sphere, floating like a barrage balloon. She couldn't tell how far away it was or how big, but she knew it was an instrument of the firstborn who had transported her to Mir, another world, and brought her home. And over the rooftops of London, a baleful sun was rising.